You're listening to The Diarist, a Red Couch Black Dog production. Episode 15, Part 2, The Newlyweds. I didn't expect, but rather hoped Mother would warm to me once I was married to Richard. He'd cleared my name after all, hadn't he? I was a respectable wife. Perhaps Mother and I would start things where we'd left off. Indeed, Richard was not only a rich man, but Mother would become a grandmother right away. And I had every intention of having more children. Sometimes all I could think about was having his child. So... I thought, given this raw material, Mother could curate a respectable, indeed enviable, story. I knew Mother's love for me was superficial, but what else did I have? I'd lost nearly all contact with the office girls after I resigned. Every morning I watched as Richard left, continued on in the office world we'd one time shared. I suppose I missed the work as much as I did the friends. But everyone goes on with life, and I felt I was hardly missed. And my old school and girlhood friendships? Half of them cooled to me after the breakup with Stephen. Partly mother's doing, I'm afraid. It seemed she was on a lifeboat with only room for one. She saved herself amongst a sea of socialites. She needed to stay afloat. I was so lonely, I broke down and called mother. Hoped for reconciliation. She agreed to meet me at the Lotus Room for lunch. I needed a mother. The estrangement seemed to add to my growing anxiety. That deep seed planted when I found Margaret. I was keeping it hidden, but for how long? I didn't know. All I could do was hope it would pass. It was stubborn. It began to feel like a haunting. There were little things, too. It seemed sometimes I didn't recognize my own clothing. I'd ask Richard if he had bought me something new. But his response was always, Darling, do I deny you anything? So I covered it up, acted as if I was being coy. But I wasn't. Sometimes I felt as if I couldn't make love. My brain was so mixed up. But if I told Richard that I didn't think I could, he would say, You can, and you will. Why did he have such command over me? Instead of arguing, I found myself unbuttoning my shirt, removing it. I found myself slipping off my cigarette pants, standing there in my camisole, waiting for him to take me. As always, he did. 
I was under his control. He made love to me, and as usual, it pushed the limits of my comfort. That was the game. To pull me under his control. To almost drown me. Keeping me in that place of desire. Before I go on, before I tell you the rest, I must confess, I knew the problems in my mind were getting more serious. Sometimes I carried those unfamiliar dresses down to the incinerator. I suppose I thought if I burned them to ashes, I could make Margaret's ghost disappear too. But as I stood with the iron door to the incinerator open, I'd find my mind racing. I'd find my heart racing. I would realize I was terrified. I was going crazy. What once had been a slight hum in the back of my mind, the sound of the lingering effects of trauma, had become amplified, and I could see it was transformed into thoughts, and now a certain part of my consciousness was attending to suppressing the images. Her blue eyes, that stare, I wondered how one drowns with a stare. And then the blood. As Richard told it, she didn't die from the cuts in her wrists. No, he said. She fainted. She drowned in the tub. She was like that when I found her. My mind scratched at the scene, trying to reconstruct the last hour of Margaret's life. How had she turned on her side, face down, Perhaps she had fainted while getting into the tub. Yes, that must have been it. Mother! Here I am! Over here! Andrea. Yes. Sit down, Mother. I'm so happy to see you. Well, I had quite a lot to do today. I had to rearrange my schedule. I'm not downtown often these days, you know. I had to reschedule an important luncheon. Good afternoon. May I bring you a drink? Let me see. I think a mint julep will be a nice springtime drink. Yes. And for you, miss? I'll have one, too. Very well. Oh, Mother, can you believe it's spring? Thank you for rescheduling your luncheon. I suppose you can tell... Tell what? Your hair. You decided to bleach your hair. Well, yes... That was quite a while ago, though. Do you like it? It suits the new you. Well, I was speaking of my ring. I'm married now, Mother. Are you? Why have you asked me to meet you, Andrea? Well, I I wanted to apologize. I know I've caused you... Well, I know I've hurt you. I wanted to know if you would forgive me. Will you be angry at me forever? I've had it so hard, I feel as if you're punishing me. You've made your bed, Andrea. Please stop crying. Your father said you've had some sort of breakdown and I relented. I'm here at your father's request. Just look at it, won't you, Mother? This should impress the girls at the club, don't you think? It's three carrots. Two mint juleps and... For lunch? I don't have much of an appetite. Just a cup of the vichyssoise. 
That's what I'll have too. Must you flaunt that thing? How long has it been, Andrea, since the accident? My God, can't he even wait for the body to grow cold? Is that how it's going to be, Mother? As I said, you made your bed. Waiter. Yes, Miss. Please take this foolish drink away. I'll have a scotch on the rocks. Yes, Miss. I'm sorry. If you'd like to leave, Mother, then I suggest you do. What now, Andrea? Are you going to get yourself drunk? I'm tired of pretending, trying to please you, or what a mistake this was. There is no way for you to please me. Don't you even care that I was the one to find her? Lower your voice. Everyone at the country club knows what you've done. Do you want all of New York City to find out? What have I done? What is it that you think I've done? I know darned well how you've been carrying on. Do you think that garish ring has absolved you, made you clean again? I haven't done anything. I was the man's secretary. After her death, we grew close. It's been over six months to answer your question. Put that cigarette out at once, or I'll leave you sitting here by yourself. Isn't that exactly what you've done? Left your only daughter by herself. You knew what I went through. Still, you didn't show up at the hospital. Father did. He sat and talked with me. I was in a state of shock. Here you are, Miss. One scotch on the rocks. Enjoy, Miss. Oh, you're attracting men like flies. Look at how you behave. How you dress. What am I doing? What do you want? Why did you call me here? Do you hate me so much, Mother? I don't hate you. I don't like that word. All right then. Do you love me? All right. Since you're so brazen and bold today, I'll be truthful too. Honestly, I don't know if I do. Love you. Mother. Mother. What is it? I can see how old you are. How you try to hide your wrinkles, but the makeup? You can see them. Around your eyes. Your hair, too. It's dry. Mother, you're old. Your beauty. The beauty I thought you possessed. It was a silly trick. <gasps> how could you? Do you ever drink scotch, Mother? I should say not. Oh, it's very good. Well, it's settled then. What is that supposed to mean? Perhaps you should go, dear. I will not. I've ordered lunch. All right then, suit yourself. Here we are to Bichyswas. Looks delicious. The soup, I mean. Ugh. <laughs> Thank you. Is there anything else? Some rolls, please. Yes, right away. Those rolls will make you fat. What do you care? We can't very well eat in silence. Is that so? Yes. You wanted to be cordial. I promise you this is the last time I'll call on you. But since we're here together, why don't we have a stilted, cold, pretentious conversation? 
You're a terrible daughter. You know that, don't you? How can you speak to me this way? Are you really so angry that I didn't marry Stephen Morris? Since you're asking, yes, I am. I'm beyond angry. I've suffered an unforgivable betrayal. Is that so? Did it occur to you that he was my fiancé and this is my life? Oh, yes. With your flip attitude, it occurred to me. Has it occurred to you that I've invested 25 years in my only child? Oh, how I wish I had had more children. Another daughter. Perhaps I wouldn't be so devastated. All right, Mother. Enough with the act. Dinner rolls. How is everything? Damned wonderful. All right, then. Must you be so glib? You know as well as I do that you could spin this yarn. You could make this respectable. You would have a wonderful son-in-law, a rich executive, and a granddaughter. Why are you so close to this idea? Don't you see how much you've embarrassed me? What? What are you doing? Honestly, Mother, what has made you so cruel? You don't love me now, and you never did. Did something happen to make you this? That's enough. How dare you accuse me of having the problem? It's you. You are my problem. Well, have it your... I'm leaving, Mother. Perhaps it's childish to leave a half-eaten meal. It most meal. certainly is. It is childish. And I have to leave childhood. I have to walk away from you, Mother, and into my own life as a woman, a wife, a mother. You're right. I see it. Maybe I've known it for years. There is no love left between us. And I understand your worst fear came true. You've been shamed. You've lost your footing with the country club women. But you see, Mother, you aren't as strong as Father always said you were. You've fallen in stature, and it's because of me. You're going to leave me here? Tell them to put it on my account. I most certainly will not. I won't accept any of that indecent man's money. Andrea! Oh, how dare you! As powerful as I felt leaving the Lotus Room, leaving Mother there with her mint julep, I could feel the engine starting up in my brain, a torment I could trust to no one, especially not Richard. I was afraid my panic was too great. The cab ride was a nightmare. My brain was so tormented, I felt I would not be able to hold on to reality even after I got home. Especially not Richard. I knew I was losing my mind. I was afraid my panic was Because my memory was unreliable. All Shards. Right. I don't want you. I've never Love wanted you. Shards. I don't know if I Love you. Richard. Present moments were breathe. punctuated with the strange sensation. Why are you floating. making me do this to you? Down the street. Outside of Margaret's nursery school. Sometimes I'd hover in place with things blurred around me. A relentless vertigo. But more and more often, it was as if I'd disappear. I would start rising up towards the sky, a vantage looking down at myself in the world. 
It was in those moments that Margaret would come to me. I couldn't tell the difference between what was real and when my imagination had run away with me. If I confided the truth in you, would you tell me I was insane for believing, at times, that I was looking through her green eyes? That I was becoming Margaret? Or that a piece of her spirit had infected me on that terrible morning? As she died, she breathed a terrible curse into me. And the headaches, they were unbearable. It was as if she had possessed me, and all this clamor was her voice trying to come through, and finally in the taxi on the way home from the Lotus Room she did. Margaret's voice came through as clear as on a transistor radio. I have things packed, and I must just check for the driver. Oh no. Please, no. What is it, miss? I have the right address, don't I? Oh yes, I have... I just heard horrible news. Now, Dottie, you've heard what I've said, haven't you? I have things packed, and I must just check for the driver. Oh, Dottie, let's let's hurry. Only what you can carry. I'm sorry, miss. Why do you torment me? You know I'm not Dorothy. I'd be happy to stop at a phone booth, maybe call your husband. Why do you bother with the girls? Find my diary. Go to the basement, look in the box marked Christmas Ornaments. I will. What girls? Oh, that terrible Ellen. And that girl, the one who's after your husband. Miss, are you alright? Do you mean Velvet? She is, isn't she? She's already caught him. You know they're sharks. Yes. The executives. They're sharks. And she's Lord, the biggest fish in the ocean. Please don't say that. Well, please don't say that. You don't want him. I do. I love him. Go find the diaries. Do you have a key to the basement storage? Yes, of course. If I go, will you please... Will you please... If I go, will you please... Please stop tormenting me. I'll do whatever you want. You are dead, aren't you, Margaret? If he knows you're helping me, he will kill you. Are you all right, miss? Have you... What is it? Have I... Known a person to take... Known a person to take their own life? Can I take you somewhere, miss? No, here it is. Uh, Here's my apartment. But... Take it. Take all the money I have. I don't want it. Wait, there's $50 here. That afternoon with Mother at the Lotus Room... I suppose you could say it was the first time. Or the beginning of madness. It was the first time I couldn't control it. I don't remember leaving the taxi or entering the apartment. I looked at the clock and it was only 1.30. That 
that sobered me and brought me back to a normal, mental state. And suddenly, just as suddenly as it started, Margaret stopped. My headache stopped, and there was a silence. It was as if my conversation with Margaret set me on a straight path. It was a direction. Oh, I knew I must be imagining this macabre confidant, but who else did I have? Can't you see I had no one? So I did as she told me. I removed the key from the kitchen drawer. I looked at the clock again. I still had two hours before I was to retrieve Margot, make dinner, play games with the child, and then dress up nice for Richard. I saw no one on my way down to the basement. Once I unlocked the door, I immediately smelled musty, earthy smell. The place was clean, and I pulled the light switch once I got to the bottom of the stairs. Here were rows of shelves, and I made my way to the back of the storage room. To the shelf area marked. Oh, Margaret. You are telling the truth. Here they are. Ornaments. Ornaments. Ellen and Margaret. Ellen? Ellen? Oh, look at these beautiful stars. They must be sterling. And crystal icicles? Oh, Margaret, were you from a well-to-do family, too? Look at this. Look at these stockings. Margaret, you poor girl. Oh, here it is. Your journals. Your journals. Here they are, you clever girl. God, you weren't crazy after all, were you? You trusting me with the truth. I have no friends at all. I have nothing. Margaret, why did you have to kill yourself? Will you tell me? January 14th. January 14th. 1951. 1951. I hate the child. She feels I like hate the child. a reptile in my arms. She feels or like worse, a reptile in my arms. Primordial. A creature. Her breath against my skin, it seems like something evil. I hold the bottle for her greedy lips, and as she eats, she's depriving me of my own blood and strength, a physical depletion of my spirit. And the way her eyes look at me, they are the same eyes as Richard's own. She has her mother's looks. My sister. Sometimes feel just by looking at me, she tells him what I'm thinking. I want to kill him. He told me yesterday that he was going to put me away. I told him he can't do that. That he has no authority on such matters. His evil eyes were just the same as Margot's. His sadistic eyes 
penetrate me. Oh, but I can have you put away, and I will if I want to. I shall underline it. I shall underline it, for he is a master criminal without remorse. January 22nd, 1951. I told him that I am a woman of my own mind. I make my own decisions, and I didn't want him. I told him no. I can. I will if I want to. Oh, but I can, and I will if I want to. I can do whatever I want, Margaret. He tells me he's tired of me. I ask him why he agreed to marry me in the first place. I'd never wanted him. I never wanted his greedy little child. Jesus Christ, he sneered. What kind of woman are you? Guess, I yelled at him. Guess, you bastard. He's taken to calling me his little gentleman. It's because of the clothes. I won't wear the ones he's bought me, so he will mock me for it. Here we are, two fine gentlemen, he tells me. You're a silly girl, you know that. I hate him. What kind of woman... What kind of man forces a 19-year-old girl... I suppose I have to ask what kind of mother forces her daughter to marry such a man. It was a conspiracy contrived. It was a marriage of deceit and greed. Let me state for posterity, I hate all three of you. No, four with the child. Oh! Hello? Who's turned out the light? Someone is down here? Richard, is that you? Oh, darling. You startled me. What are you doing down here? What are you doing? You're shaking. Is something wrong? No, of course not. What are you doing home? What am I doing home? What are you doing down here? Have you found something that upset you, darling? What do you mean? The box is here. Is there something there? What have you found? (laughs) Don't be silly. I don't even know why you... I'm simply looking for Margot's summer clothes. Darling, let's go upstairs. I'll make you lunch. No. Don't tell me what to do. Finish what you're doing. Finish what I'm doing? Yes. Show me what you were doing. Show me what you were looking for. Oh, you're silly. I wasn't doing anything. Please, darling, you're scaring me. 
Why are you shaking? Because I'm scaring you? Are you afraid of your husband? You just startled me. I was just putting boxes back. No, I didn't mean scaring. Why are you teasing me? I thought you were getting Margot clothes. Are you joking? I can't tell if you're kidding me. Put the box back, Andrea. There. Are you happy? No. Keep your hands there on the shelf. I've been calling you for an hour. I didn't know where you were. You did not answer the phone. You've been down here. Let's go upstairs. I don't want to play this game down here. Don't turn around until I tell you to. All right. Are you upset with me? I want to know where you are, Andrea. I want to be able to reach you if I need to. Well, sometimes I have to go... Sometimes you don't have to do anything. Do you understand me? Of course. But what if I... You'll clear things with me first. Does that sound fair? Yes, of course. I don't know why I... Be quiet now. Richard, what are you doing? Does that hurt? Am I hurting you? Yes. Turn around and face me. I will. When you release my hands. There. What do you want me to do? I'll do what you want. Remove your dress. All right. See? Remove everything. What if someone comes downstairs? Or walks by the window there and looks in? Well, you'll be embarrassed, won't you? Yes, I would. I'm afraid I would. My nerves are Do so- as I tell you. There, you see? I did as you asked of me. Loosen the scarf. Now take it out of your hair. Here it is. Well, bring it to me. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm nervous, Richard. I can't tell if you're just playing a game. Well, you were doing something wrong. Something you weren't supposed to be doing. You were looking for something, weren't you? No, of course not. Come here, kitten. This new you, the hair. You've gotten rebellious. Here it is. The scarf. I wasn't... Turn around. I love you, Richard. I love you. Will you kiss me? Do you love me? Yes. I'm crazy about you. Will you remove the scarf? So I can see you. I want to see you. May I? May I take it off? No. But we just made love, Richard. Richard, should I remove it myself? Put my clothes back on now? Here, let me lead you over here. I'll help you. (laughs) I can't see with this blindfold. Shh, don't. Shh. Don't you have any trust in me? No, no, no kissing me. Not yet. How can I? How can I trust you? Why can't I kiss you? There you are. 
Now just walk back a little and sit down. I have your hand to keep balance. I'm going to dress you. There, you see? You treat me like I'm your little doll. Why do you do that? Shh. You're a very brave woman talking to me that way. Blindfolded. You're helpless. At my mercy. And Andrea, you are my little doll. Well, have pity on me. Look at your wrists. I love you, darling. I'm sorry I've hurt you. I know I always hurt you. Are you going to dress me? I want to look at you a minute. Oh, I wish I had a photograph of you. You're beautiful. Your skin is so pure and soft. Except where I hurt you. But even the red marks are beautiful. What are you doing? I'm putting your stockings on. Richard, what are you doing? It's a game, darling, that's all. You're such a worried girl. What kind of game is it? Lean back. Keep very still while I get you dressed. Richard, you're not dressing me. What are you doing? I'm making love to you. No, but you're... See, darling, this game we both can win. Richard... Be quiet. Wait. I'm sorry I doubted you. I'm sorry I didn't believe you. Andrea, lean back. Let me make love to you. Thank you so much for listening to The Diarist. As you probably know, if you are a podcast listener, reviews are so, so important to the life of a podcast and positive reviews can really make a difference. So if you are enjoying us, please consider leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. Or if you'd like to help us financially, please consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com slash thediarist. Any financial contribution helps so much to keep us going with our production and distribution. Follow us on Twitter at at Diarist Podcast. And again, and most importantly, thank you so much for listening.